book of Job, chapter 37 to 40. Chapter 37. At this my heart pounds and leaps from its place. Listen, listen to the roar of his voice, to the rumbling that comes from his mouth. He unleashes his lightning beneath the whole of the heavens and sends it to the ends of the earth. After that comes the sound of his roar. He thunders with his majestic voice, and when his voice resounds, he holds nothing back. God's voice thunders in marvelous ways, and he does great things beyond our understanding. He says to the snow, fall on the earth, and to the rain, shower, be a mighty downpour, so that everyone he has made may know his work. He stops all the people from their labor. And the animals take cover, they remain in their dens. The tempest, it comes out from its chamber, and the cold from the driving winds. The breath of God produces ice, and the broad waters become frozen. He loads the clouds with moisture. He scatters his lightning through them. At his direction, they swirl around over the face of the whole earth to do whatever he commands them. He brings the cloud to punished people or to water his earth and show his love. Listen to this job. Stop and consider God's wonders. Do you know how God controls the clouds and makes his lightning flash? Do you know how the clouds hang poised? Those wonders of him who has perfect knowledge. You who swelter in your clothes and when the land lies hushed under the wind, can you join him in spreading out the skies? Hard as a mirror job of cast iron bronze. Tell us what we should say to him. We cannot draw up our case because of our own darkness. Should he be told what I want to speak? Would anyone ask to be swallowed up? Now, Job, no one can look at the sun bright as it is in the skies. After the wind has swept them clean, out of the north he comes in the golden splendor, and God comes in awesome majesty. The Almighty is beyond our reach and exalted in the power, in his justice and great righteousness, he does not oppress. Therefore, people should revere him, for does he not have regard for all the wise in heart? Hmm. Chapter 38. The Lord Speaks. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, Who is 
this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge. Brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me, do you understand? Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know, you who stretched a, who stretched a measuring line across it. On what were its footing set or who laid its cornerstone while the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? Who shut up the sea behind the doors when it burst forth in the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness? When I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place? When I said this far you may come and no farther, here is where your proud waves halt. Have you ever been order, uh, given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place, Job, that it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it? The earth takes shape like clay under a seal. Its features stand out like those of a garment. The wicked are denied their light and their upraised arm is broken. Have you journeyed, Job, to the springs of the sea, or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the deepest darkness? Have you comprehended the vast expanses of the earth? Tell me, if you know all this, what is the way to the abode of light? And where does darkness reside? Can you take them to their places? Do you know the paths to their dwellings? Surely you know, for you were already born. You have lived so many years. Have you entered the storehouses of the snow? Or seen the storehouses of the hail, which I reserve for times of trouble, for the days of war and battle. What is the way to the place where the lightning is dispersed? Or the place where the east winds are scattered over the earth? Who cuts a channel for the torrents of rain and a path for the thunderstorm to water a land where no one lives, an uninhabited desert, to satisfy a desolate wasteland and make it sprout with grass? Does the rain have a father? Who fathers the drops of dew? From whose womb comes the ice? Who gives birth to the frost from the heavens when the waters become hard as stone, when the surface of the deep is frozen? 
Can you bind the chains of the Pleiades? Can you loosen Orion's belt? Can you bring forth the constellations in their seasons or lead out the bear with its cubs? Do you know the laws of the heavens, Job? Can you set up God's dominion over the earth? Can you raise your voice to the earth, to the clouds and cover yourself with a flood of water? Do you send the lightning bolts on their way? Do they report to you, here we are, who gives the abyss wisdom or gives the rooster understanding? Who has the wisdom to count the clouds? Who can tip over the water jars of the heavens when the dust becomes hard and the clods of the earth stick together? Do you hunt the prey for the lioness and satisfy the hunger of the lions? When they crouch in their dens or lie in wait in a thicket, who provides food for their the raven when its young cry out to God and wander about for lack of food? Do you know when the mountain goats give birth? Do you watch when the doe bears her fawn? Do you count the months till they bear? And do you know the time they give birth? They crouch down and bring forth their young. Their labour pains are ended. Their young thrive and grow strong in the wilds. They leave and do not return. Who let the donkey go free? Who untied its ropes? I gave it to the wa I gave it the wasteland as its home, the salt flats as its habitat. It laughs at the commotion in the town. It does not hear a driver's shout. It ranges the hills for its pasture and searches for any green thing. Job, will the wild fo ox consent to serve you? Will it stay by your manger at night? And can you hold it? to the furrow with a harness? Will it till the valleys behind you? Will you rely on it for its great strength? Will you leave your heavy work to it? Can you trust it to haul in your grain and bring it to your threshing floor? The wings of the ostrich flap joyfully, though they cannot compare with the wings and feathers of the stork. She lays her eggs on the ground and lets them warm in the sand, unmindful that her foot may crush them, that some wild animal may trample them. She treats her young harshly as if they were not hers. She cares not that her labour was in vain, for God did not endow her with wisdom or give her a share of good sense. Yet when she spreads her feathers to run, she laughs at horse and rider. Do you give the horse its strength or clothe its neck with a flowing mane? Do you make it leap like a locust, striking terror with its proud snorting? It pours fiercely, rejoicing in its strength, and charges into the fray. It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. It does not shy away from the sword. 
The quiver rattles against its side, along with the flashing spear and lance. Its frenzied excitement. In frenzied excitement, it eats up the ground. It cannot stand still when the trumpet sounds. At the blast of the trumpet, it snorts. Aha! It catches the scent of battle from afar and the shout of commanders and the battle cry. Does the hawk take flight by your wisdom and spread its wings towards the south? Does the eagle soar at your command and build its nest on high? It dwells on a cliff and stays there at night, a rocky crag. Is its stronghold. From there it looks for food. Its eyes detect it from afar. Its young ones feast on blood, and where the slain are, there it is. The Lord said to Job, Chapter Forty. Will the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? Let him who accuses God answer him. Then Job answered the Lord, I am unworthy. How can I reply to you? I put my hand over my mouth. I spoke once, but I have no answer. Twice, but I will say no more. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Would you discredit my justice? Would you condemn me to justify yourself? Do you have an arm like God's, and can your voice thunder like His? Then. Adorn yourself with glory and splendor, and clothe yourself in honor and majesty. Unleash the fury of your wrath. Look at all who are proud and bring them low. Look at all, and let them be humbled. Crush the wicked where they stand. Bury them all in the dust together. Shroud their faces in the grave. Then I myself will admit to you that your own right hand can save you. Look at Beermoth, which I made along with you, and which feeds on grass like a rock, an ox. What strength it has in its loins! What power in the muscles of its belly! Its tail always like a cedar. The sinews of its thighs are close knit, and its bones are tubes of bronze. Its limbs like rods of iron. It ranks first among the works of God, yet its maker can approach it with his sword. The hills bring it their produce, and all the wild animals play nearby. Under the lotus plants it lies, hidden among the reeds in the marsh. The lotuses conceal it in their shadow. The poplars by the stream surrounding it. A raging river does not alarm it. It is secure, though the Jordan should surge against its mouth.
Can anyone capture it by the eyes or trap it and pierce its nose?' 